Welcome to the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast with your host, Eve Mayer. Join Eve and her guests each week as they discuss how to live a healthier, longer, and more fulfilling life through fasting, keto, and low-carb feasting. All right, we're here. It's day eight. Megan almost forgot about us because she was shopping. <laughs> I was looking for a box. <laughs> Who gets excited about shopping for a box on Amazon? You know what things on, from Amazon come in? Boxes, Megan. Boxes. Oh my gosh. I've got so many boxes. Um, <laughs> moving is, I, I need to, next time I move, it will be environmentally friendly. I'm going to get those tubs. But um, yeah, no, I came downstairs like 15 minutes early. I'm like, oh, nice and situated with my tea. What do I want to do for 15 minutes? Oh, I need to buy this and that on Amazon and then got carried away. And then I was all the time. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, here we are. Please introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Ramos. I'm one of the co-founders of the Intensive Dietary Management Program or the IDM program for short. And I'm Eve Mayer. I'm with FastingLane.com. Today is day eight of the 10-day fast. Megan, how do you think I'm doing today? Well, your skin looks absolutely incredible. <laughs> oh, Megan. I'm really just going to continue having these calls every day so Megan can tell me I look great. So that'll be perfect. So my weight today, yesterday was 185 .8. Something like that. One eighty. What was my weight yesterday? One eighty five point four, I think. Nah. I gained half. One eighty five point six. Today is one eighty four point eight. We have gotten to the one eighty fours. It's very exciting. When I see the one seventies, it will be the first time since I was eighteen years old. Um, um, and I, I have not stayed in the one eighties since I was eighteen years old until this past year, right? Because of you guys. So I'm, I'm feeling super hot, super hot as everyone has discovered is my word. Let me just explain <laughs> the disadvantage of this camera shot. I, my body shape is much like that, that Levi, my husband calls an inverted Eiffel Tower, right? So the big part of my body is up here, which is all you see. And the little part of me is down below this table. I'm not even making this up. So I just want you to all know that I am even smaller than this camera makes me appear. So we've been discussing sizes. I'm a 12 on top now and an 8, 10, 8, like a very, very tight 8, 10 on the bottom. Uh, I love shopping at normal size stores. I'm super excited. I am dressed up today because as I posted earlier, I went for an interview. I went for an interview at a job, the only job I really want, and it was my final interview. And I felt so confident. And um, I think I kicked a little bit of butt at that interview. So we will we'll find out really soon and I'll, I'll let you know. So I'm, I'm super excited. I posted a picture of this dress. One of the issues I've had as I continue to lose weight is number one, not like Megan, I don't like shopping. I can't stay in shopping at all. Um, and I really, especially from all those years of being so big, like, have bad feelings of going to the mall and trying on clothes. I don't like it. So I use rental services for clothes, which is kind of like Netflix used to be where they send you clothes, you pick them out online, they send you one, two, or three of them, depending on how much you pay. You sign up for what size and what things you like, you wear it, you can wash it and wear it again, 
or you don't need to wash it and you just send it back. They wash it and then they send you new ones. I think it's a great solution to look at as you are changing size, as you're on your weight loss journey. My three favorite ones are Rent the Runway, which is really good for like fancy stuff and parties and all that. I also like Latote. I haven't used that one, but I've heard really good things about Latote, L-E-T-O-T-E.com. And then my favorite is Gwenny B. Um, the reason I like Gwenny B, that's G-W-Y-N-N-I-E-B-E-E.com. Levi, please post a link for that one because that's the one I know the most. Um, the reason I like it is it's sizes zero to 32. And so at my very largest, I was, this was a long time ago, but I was a size 26 on top. And now, like I said, I, I've gotten to the sizes I am now and I'm so excited, but you know, there's times in our lives where we get larger and we get smaller and we need flexibility and I'm really bad at fashion. And, um, this is a really great option to, you know, make people think I have a bunch of clothes. Whereas if you go into Levi and I's giant closet, there's like, 20 items for each of us and they're all t-shirts and I love onesies t-shirts onesies and like two pairs of jeans so it's it's pretty awful what's how do you do like when you were changing sizes what did you do Megan oh my gosh I um so I don't know really about clothes rental services that's such a great thing to know about and I so many people are going to benefit from me sharing that I I went to Costco and I bought like 300 pairs of leggings and I lived in leggings for like a year and it got to the point where everybody, Jason Fung, uh, patients, uh, boyfriends turned to husband, they asked me if I owned like other pants. Um, and sometimes patients would comment in clinic like, you're a professional, you know, should you really be wearing leggings to work? But I'm like, I just, I said, I'm changing to, I, I tried. But clothes are expensive, and even yeah. clothes are still expensive when they only last you for a few weeks. So it just wasn't worth it. So I lived in stretchy, stretchy leggings for a long time. It was actually really exciting when I'm like, okay, my weight's stable, I'm happy, I'm healthy. I can go and buy blue jeans and black pants. And uh, but it's funny because I actually, so I love, I love, <laughs> I love shopping for things. Clothes, not so much because I think I'm a little bit traumatized, you know. Too. Yeah. I always felt, you know, really depressed because all my favorite stores, I couldn't fit in anything that they had anymore, not comfortably. And um, so I, I still have some mental hurdles with that. And also I'm claustrophobic. So going to malls on the weekend is like my idea of hell on earth. Um, so I, I, I do order clothes uh, on online from stores that I'm, I know my size uh, from. But it's still tough, you know. I, I still, my husband, you, I have a, I have a whole room that I turned into a closet in our new house, and so you only have like a couple pairs of jeans. I'm like, I know, but like for so long, I didn't feel like I deserved to buy jeans or not mm -hmm. the. So it's it's tough. I, I understand the the hang up, but I myself lived in um, ten dollars for three pairs of leggings from Costco. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I love leggings, but I don't have much of a butt. And um, that's one of the reasons I'm going to CrossFit. So they just fall and it's very sad, very, very sad situation. So I'm always pulling them up. So uh, that's kind of a problem. But um, the other thing I do too, is I have given all my clothes to a friend and, and they've been her size and she wears a variety of sizes and she's excited to have them. 
Um, and then also we bring some of our clothes to a place called Plato's Closet. And I'm sure you might have one in your area where you can sell the clothes and then they give you cash and you can buy used clothes there. So just a couple of ways to get around that because it can be expensive, like you said. So um, 184.8, I'm feeling super hot. I felt good today. I'm at the point that I hate bone broth. I drank three cups of it today. I don't ever want to see it again. I'm over it. I don't think I can, I don't think I can drink it. I, I just don't think I can do it. And I only started having it day five. So I had it every day the past couple of days and I really hate it. Um, now I had really good bone broth that I made homemade back in the day. And then I made a really bad batch and then I bought some from the store and I just, I hate it. So a lot of you have been asking if we could start talking about refeeding and what to do at the end of the fast. I'm not going to do it. I can't talk about food yet. We will start talking about food tomorrow because I'm just going to be mad at all of you and I'm going to want to go eat. So we'll start with like the food discussion tomorrow. And then in detail, we will plan out every bite I'm going to take. In fact, I have considered when I do my meal to like record it, like Levi videos it and we send it to you guys like in slow motion with some sexy music. Like I feel like that would be a good way to indicate how I feel when I'm gonna get to eat again. I think that would be some really good uh, video action that I'll probably do. So Megan, I'm day eight. I think I'm doing better. The main reason I think I'm doing better is I was busy the past two days. I had a lot of adrenaline because I had this interview. I was excited about it. I was obsessed with it. I couldn't wait to do it. I went to the interview. The people were brilliant and fantastic and made me so excited and they were so sweet. And actually, when I'd gone to the, a couple of interviews before, I sat down with the guy and I'm like, how are you doing? And he got some water. And he's like, I'm great. You know, actually it's really weird. I'm fasting. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually doing fasting. It's my first 24 hour fast. So I was like, oh my gosh. So we talked for so long that first interview. And then today when I went, he was asking me how I was doing. I was like, it's actually day eight. And he was like, explain that to me. So I really loved how the three executives I met at the company, they wanted to talk about it. They're, they're all like really fit people and they take exercise seriously and they were like open and interested and respectful and taught me some things and it was like honestly that was something i really loved about it so it was great i'm doing good um i still want to quit like you know even though i'm doing good like i still just want to quit like i'm just like what if i went on a call and megan was like e in my expertise of knowing almost everything in the world about fasting Eight days is enough. Like in my dreams, that's what you say. Megan, do you have anything to say to me? <laughs> well, I'm sure as hell not going to say that. <laughs> you have a goal. You're doing well. Honestly, you look you look better today than you did before you started the fast. Yes. Like you're glowing. You look younger. You look energetic. You're more pumped. You know, there's so many people that are probably watching this right now or that will watch it later and they're like, holy cow, like she went to this big, important interview that's you know, clearly really important to her, fasting for eight days and she kicked butt, like what the heck? Um, you, you just keep getting better, you know, as, as the fast goes on, there's rough patches, but you keep getting better and you're getting really great results. So you should definitely stick to your goals because uh, you, you'll be really proud of yourself on day 10. So before we went in, when I talked to one guy, he was really impressed with the eight days. And so we set up a question where when we went in with the other guy who didn't know I was fasting, he said, 
Celine, do you have any special talents? And I'm like, yes, I can think really well in this interview after having no food for eight days. Another guy was like, what? So that was my special talent, that question they always ask you in interviews. And I was really proud of that. <laughs> so yeah, and to be clear, I told you guys I would not be wearing makeup. I did not wear makeup. When I say makeup, like foundation, blush, eyeshadow, all that, I, I don't really wear it. Um, and, but I do have mascara on. So just so you know, my lashes did not get thicker with this, this, uh, fasting, but, uh, nothing else. So that's that story. All right, Megan, are you ready for the speed round? Yes. Here we go, Megan. Oh, one quick thing. Yesterday in our video on day seven, Megan, we have one correction to make. When you were talking, you were talking about when we get to fat burn and you said, at 36 hours, we don't really get to fat burn. And then you said, but at 36 hours, we get to fat burn. Oh, so yes. can you go over that for us? I when, what happened? Numbers. Sorry, I had too no, many no worries. You were asking, look, people are shocked. They're like, how does Megan know the answer to every question you ask her? So you're allowed to say one thing wrong out of, you know, 600 questions. I did that in a recent, uh, a recent, uh, interview too. Um, I got things jumbled up. Um, 16 hours of fasting, you're not really in into crazy fat burning mode, but at 36 hours, you're definitely burning some, some solid body fat. Perfect. Thank you, Megan. All right, Megan, you seem so incredibly smart. What is your background, education, and experience? <laughs> I studied a lot of biology and physiology uh, in university. I actually started doing research in medicine when I was 14. So I, I started doing research uh, in kidney disease patients. So, I, you know, education's a wonderful thing, but there's nothing like learning hands-on. And uh, you know, what you read in books and learn in the classroom definitely uh, is not always the reality uh, hands-on. So I think I was really blessed to have this incredible opportunity to do some research when I was 14. I'm 34. I've got 24 or 20 years worth of really hands-on experience in, in medicine. And you know, kidney patients, when they get to a certain point um, of being sick, like they have major problems with all different kinds of organs, systems. So it's not just the kidneys. So you get to learn about a lot in kidney disease. So I've just been blessed with having this incredible research opportunity. Thank you for sharing that. Um, adrenal fatigue, people with adrenal fatigue, can they do extended fasting safely? Yeah, they can. You just have to be really mindful of your sodium intake. People with adrenal fatigue uh, or adrenal issues, you, when you get your blood work done, your sodium will be on the lower side, your potassium will be on the higher side. It's really important that you supplement with, or with sodium. When you have adrenal fatigue and fasting, when you have adrenal fatigue too, you sort of want to be really sort of leery of potassium supplementation when fasting. IDM does not promote sodium potassium when fasting unless you're instructed to take it for other medical reasons, but sometimes people still do. If you have adrenal fatigue, it's going to be counterproductive, but be mindful of the sodium. So take your salt. You probably need a little bit more salt than someone else um, who doesn't have adrenal fatigue. People with adrenal fatigue too have bottom out blood pressures. Um, like me, when my adrenal fatigue was so bad, my blood pressure was like 80 something over 50 something. Um, so you really sort of need that salt to prevent heart palpitations, nausea, and feeling really tired and weak, and you and to and able to experience weight loss. Um, so if your sodium levels get too low during a fast, you're going to get into a really stressful situation, and you're not going to lose weight. 
So that's why sodium, another reason why sodium is so important to adrenal fatigue patients. Thank you. That was amazing. Should I continue fasting? I have 3.8 ketones and 56 glucose, but I feel a flu coming on. If you feel unwell for any reason, you should probably stop fasting. People ask us all the time, though, if they're sick, should they fast? And we always tell our patients, if you don't feel like eating when you're sick, then don't eat. That's the bottom line. Don't eat. Um, but if you feel like eating something, then eat. So when I'm sick, I'm usually not that hungry, but if I get a weird craving for like something like asparagus, I feel like my body needs nutrients from that asparagus. Or if I have a weird craving for beef or chicken, obviously there's something my body's asking for, so I will indulge. So just listen to your body. Having, having ketone levels in the threes is perfectly normal when fasting. It sounds like this person is pretty fat adapted if they're feeling well and having blood sugar levels of 56 and ketones of, sorry, I think you said 3.4 or 3.6. 3.8 um, ketones, 56. Glucose, yeah. 56. So if you're not feeling symptomatic of hypoglycemia, listen, listen to your body. It might, if you don't really want to break your fast, then maybe try uh, drinking some chicken bone broth. There's a reason why grandmas for centuries have been feeding people chicken bone broth. It's really good at helping fight off, uh, fight off any infection. And it will still sort of help preserve the integrity of your fast if you want to keep continuing. Do you really crave asparagus when you're sick? I did once last okay. year. Okay. All right. Because I usually crave like <laughs> ice cream, but cool. Typically, I crave like something like pizza because I feel sorry for myself. Um, but the one one day when I was sick, I had this intense craving for asparagus. I'm like, this is awfully strange. Like my body must be low in something that <laughs> asparagus has. All right. I'm glad it only happened once. So I was like, oh my god. <laughs> All right, Megan, how much pickle juice can we have? I, I wouldn't exceed a cup of it a day. I, there's a lot of, lot of sodium. Um, I usually sort of recommend to my patients that they're using that in lieu of broth, then somewhere between half a cup to a cup, depending on how they're feeling throughout their fasting day. Okay. Um, there was a gentleman who posted a graph where he was showing that metabolism decrease during extended fast. I've also seen them where it's increased during extended fast. Can you tell me what happens to metabolism during an extended fast? There's a period in time where it definitely does take a little bit of dip. But as soon as you get into fat burning mode, it goes back up and it goes back up. So as you're transitioning into fat burning mode, you do see a little bit of dip. But once you get into that fat burning mode, you see it go back up again. Got it. How long do I need to fast to fix insulin resistance? Oh, it depends. It's different for everybody. I have patients that have been diabetic longer than I've been alive, and it takes 10 to 15 years to develop uh, that severe insulin resistance in the first place. Uh, so it's really different for everybody. Now, I had a, a visitor in clinic today, and they were asking me, and I said, you, you know, my next two patients, they're both on 110 units of insulin. One of them came off of it in a week, and the other one is just came off of it in the last six months, uh, or after six months. Um, and they've both been doing the same fasting regimen, and in honesty, they've been giving their diets about the same efforts. I'd say they're about 80% low carb, um, and but they don't eat sugars or pastries. Both of them, their weaknesses are starches. Uh, so, it, you know, it, it's, it's just really different for everyone. They've been diet 
diabetic, one of them slightly longer than the other. They're about the same age too. So it, uh, it's really just, it's individual specific. Um, and you know, that everybody has to keep in mind, it does take, you know, 10 to 15 years to actually develop diabetes. It's not something that happens overnight. Um, mm -hmm. because you have a great hemoglobin A1C, which is a diabetic marker for diagnosing diabetes doesn't mean that you're not developing diabetes at that moment. Um, so it takes time. I, I find most patients can like seriously kick butt within a year. Within a year, most patients are off their diabetic medications. Within a year, most patients will go and they'll eat a piece of cake. Um, and two hours later, they'll have normal blood sugar levels. So a year, a year or two years, I think it's just depending on the history of diabetes is a good estimate. That's awesome. Thank you. Can I take spearmint chlorophyll during a fast and still get autophagy? Um, no, probably not. Uh, there's protein and stuff in that. So I would, I would say that it's probably going to inhibit autophagy. But that being said, we don't know a whole lot about autophagy. So that's just my, my best educated guess based on the, the limited, very limited data that there is out there on autophagy. Um, and you know, certain things like I tell patients don't eat, drink, drink green tea when they fast, because I don't know. And I sure as heck hope that in the next 10 years, we learn that green tea is freaking awesome for autophagy. So I don't have to suffer through with just, you know, water during my fast. So I'm, I'm with you guys. Like, <laughs> I want to add some variety to my fasting days too and achieve autophagy. But we don't know a whole lot about it. It's a new, new area of physiology we're just starting to learn about. We'll know a lot more in the next 10 to 20 years. The, the next generation will be very prepared, you know, for uh, and very advanced when it comes to their skills for autophagy. We're right now just sort of learning what works and what doesn't. But that's just my best educated guess based on the current data. I could be completely wrong. Got it. I have stomach pains persistently on day eight. Will chamomile tea help? Hopefully, chamomile tea or ginger tea. Ginger is fantastic at settling your stomach. So ginger tea, it's one of those ancient recipes uh, that are ancient random, uh, remedies that's time tested. It's something that I recommend a lot to patients and they find that that helps. I can't stand ginger tea, to be perfectly honest, and I have lots of GI issues I have since I was a kid. Um, I actually find peppermint tea to be very soothing too, so that's something that you might also want to try. Okay. Can fasting and low carb help fatty liver disease? Oh, absolutely. I like it bought every time I see an article saying a fasty, fatty liver is completely irreversible or my husband actually, before he saw the light, uh, before he met me, I was his light. Uh, he worked in the <laughs> pharmaceutical industry and his company was spending billions, like a million, like hundreds of millions, probably by the end of it, a billion dollars on developing a medication for fatty liver disease. And then when he met me and I was like, yeah, I fasted intermittently for six months and I got rid of like almost 20 years with a fatty liver disease. And he's like, seriously? And then, um, it, then he started to see some of the patient stories coming out and started learning about the science behind it. And he's like, oh my gosh, like 
we don't need a medication for fatty liver disease. I, fatty liver disease is most often a precursor to type 2 diabetes. They usually come hand in hand or there's some degree of fatty liver. So most of my patients have some degree of fatty liver disease. And honestly, you can even get rid of severe fatty liver disease in six months. Most fatty liver disease is gone within three to four months of consistent intermittent fasting or can periodically you know doing these longer fasts i actually interviewed a woman that i'm gonna uh play her video on the idm website i'll do a blog post about it and she's like she does 16 8 but every three weeks she does a three-week fast and she she eradicated her fatty wait, wait, wait. every three weeks she does a what a three-day fast okay so every three weeks she does a three-day fast not a three-week fast every three weeks i was like hey <laughs> um, she does three days and she does 16, eight, no snacking, sticks to her meal timing, eats, uh, she eats real food. Um, it's mostly low carb. Uh, I wouldn't say she's fully ketogenic, but it's very low carb. She's probably in ketosis most of the time because of her eating windows being so narrow and these frequent three day fasts that she does. And she got rid of her fatty liver too in a few months. She actually, her doctors were so blown away, they decided to start fasting because they said, let me know when you're gonna do your next three day and I'll do it with you. Cause I wanna learn, you know, like how it feels and I just can't believe the incredible results that you're getting. That's awesome. Okay, as you get closer to healthier goal weight, does the speed of weight loss change? Yeah, slows down. <laughs> it definitely slows down. Uh, Jason always uses the analogy with patients. Um, you know, it's it's really easy to go from the worst baseball player on the team to the best, but to go from the best baseball player on your high school team to the professional league, like it's that, like you have to work that much harder. You have to train that much harder, practice that much harder. Um, so it's really easy to drop. Like for me, so easy to drop the first 60 pounds. Last 20 pounds is a real pain in the butt to do. And then I lost 86 pounds, but in total, but that, that last, that last 26 pounds that I wanted to lose was a, was a real pain in the butt. I had to do a little bit more extended fasting. I had to be really strict with my eating windows. You know, um, like I, if you eat dinner and don't have that piece of dark chocolate or don't have those two almonds, you know, at eight o'clock at night, two hours after your dinner, like six to your eating windows, so I had to be really cautious of my meal timing. I, I did a, I did frequent three-day fasts and occasional five-day fasts. And so I got rid of the weight, but it took me six months to lose 60 pounds. It took me three months to lose 26 pounds. So um, so it, it does, it takes time to lose that last little bit. This is a real question. How old is Dr. Fung? <laughs> he is. Uh, our, <laughs> well, uh, we never talk about age. Uh, he's in his. He's in his mid forties. I'll give you guys uh, mid forties. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was an interesting question. Uh, I'm forty four. So just you know, so everybody knows. <laughs> knee. My knee pain is greatly reduced while fa while fasting. And other people have said this pain is reduced while fasting. My other pain is reduced while fasting. This is reduced while fasting. Why? My guess is. A reduction in inflammation, but I want to know yeah, if I'm learning things. Absolutely, yeah. a reduction in inflammation that's caused both in part by a reduction in insulin in the body, um, and it's caused also being in a state of ketosis. So ketosis means fat burning. So actually, being in a fat burning mode where your body fuels aren't fat helps reduce pain and inflammation as well. 
That's amazing. Okay. Um, this is for you, Lisa. So we were talking about Epsom salts and all that. Have you ever tried floating the sensory deprivation chamber with floating because they fill it with Epsom salts and it's supposed to help with magnesium? Have you done it? Me personally, yeah. no, I haven't done it, but it's so funny that you brought this up because this morning at the gym, I realized they were advertising a local, a local floating business that had just opened up and I brought home the brochure to, to read about it because I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I think they're a new thing coming into the Toronto area. It's something I've heard about and it's something that some of the patients and clients I've worked with outside of Toronto have experienced and have found very helpful. I personally am frightened of a watery quote. As I've said, which apparently people found really funny. I didn't even know it was funny. I'm not a peaceful person. So the idea of like enforced peace really freaks me out. Um, but my friend has been doing this forever and absolutely loves it and swears by it. And also has the, was one the person that influenced me to do CrossFit and the person that is now doing fasting. Um, and she is gorgeous and amazing. So she says it's amazing, and we were talking about the Epsom salt, so since that has Epsom salt, I was just curious if you, if you knew about it. So when you try it, let us know what happens. I will. Because <laughs> I'm not going to do it. All right, cool. That is all of our questions for tonight. We got one minute left. Let me tell you guys that we're going to be back tomorrow night for day nine. Thank goodness. Day nine, which means we're almost done. And we're going to talk more about the IDM program tomorrow because we didn't get a chance to talk about that and the options they have there. And also I thought that it, I mean, it'd be a little risky since we're live, but I think I'm going to have my 12 year old daughter come talk to us about the changes that she's made, um, how much of a pain I've been while I'm fasting, what that experience is like for her. And then I'll have my husband come talk a little bit because one of the things that is so important is you ideally in a perfect situation getting support from the people in your life, whether it's your child, your mom, your roommate, your friend, um, whoever it is, how do you talk to them? How do you ask for that support? Um, taking responsibility for the things that you can do, but also asking for support. So could you, if you're the person who cooks for the family, could you meal prep in advance? Could you shop in advance? Could you ask someone to cook for you? That's not everybody's situation, but looking at those and I thought maybe I'd bring them on and, and see if they'd talk a little bit for a couple of minutes with us just to see some different per perspectives. And um, I also want to hear tomorrow, Megan, where you're going to be speaking next year. Cause a lot of people really want to see you in person. Uh, they want to see you on stage. They want to know what events you like. So if maybe you could come tell us, I know you're going to a lot. Maybe if you could tell us your top three events that people might check out or be able to see you speak at next year, we'll talk about that. And it will be day nine tomorrow. Everybody, please sign up at idmprogram.com. Uh, Megan is talking about a video she'll be sharing and all the things she's talking about you can find there. You can find us and all these videos at fasting.fyi forward slash T-E-N. That's fasting.fyi forward slash 10. Megan, are you going to be ready for day nine tomorrow? I'm ready. I'll be, I'll be fasting during your day nine. <laughs> That'll be day three on day nine? No, so I'm doing intermittent fasting right okay. now. So, Got uh, it. Somebody please eat something tonight for me and don't tell me what it is, but tell me it was great. All right. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow at 7 p.m. CST for our second to last day. Thank you all for the questions. Thank you so much, Megan. I will see you.